Are you ready to learn? Because my super experienced guests are ready to share some really valuable information. Make sure and listen all the way to the end to get help and support. So let's start with the best audio experience. How to find the balance between work and life? I think it's very important today because most people hate their jobs. They are unhappy what they have. Uh, they have some family issues. So today we are going to discuss more about that. And I'm so excited to discuss this topic with Jonathan Dunn. How are you? It's a great day, my great brother. How are you doing? I'm doing great. I think, you know, each day is great if you set up this mindset directly to your mind. So if you uh, have this mindset, it doesn't matter what kind of day you have. Uh, you know, I think people can divide uh, day in two parts, like dark and uh, white. But I think if you see white, everything will be white. <laughs> Jonathan, you shared value in my first podcast. I remember that. Uh, so valuable. Let's talk more about that. Remind our audience about you, about your experience, background, and why you pay attention to help people finding happiness? You know, it's a great question. And uh, to the audience, some of the, the best businesses in the world are created uh, by people who were pissed off about something. And that's how my business got started. I was really pissed off about something. And if we got some people in uh, that don't understand what that means is uh, things that make you unhappy. And I, I, I have a daughter named Kaylee. I have a son named Gunnar. And I said, man, I'm sick and tired of them growing up in a world filled with people not living their dreams and talking about things that don't matter. And I took all that energy and I said, you want to start a business around that so that your kids do grow up in a world of people living out their dreams. And part of people living out their dreams, as you mentioned, they love going to work every day. And then when they come home, the little kid walks up and goes, Daddy, how was your day? Or Mommy, whatever it is. They go, gosh, son, daughter, it was a great day at work. In fact, I loved it. I love my teammates. I love what I do. It leaves the world a better place. And uh, the kid goes, well, if you love us so much, why did you come home? And you look down at your kid and you go, because I love you and your mother or your father even more. Yeah. That's the world I wanted my kids to grow up in. And, you know, nice. it's actually possible. I mean, who knew? <laughs> Jonathan, uh, you know, uh, you touched this very important topic about family issue. And uh, I often see when parents don't understand and don't listen to their kids. And kids can do something that they hate. For example, when I was young, uh, my parents decided that I need to be musician. I hate it. It's not for me. Uh, and uh, I didn't have any talent and wish to do it. But I loved soccer. I loved playing soccer. Uh, but uh, they told me, you can't because a million people compete uh, on this field. It's hard to do it just to be a musician. It's simple. I don't know why they decided to do like this, but you know, I love my parents. They made a lot for me. They gave me education in Ukraine, in ex-Soviet Union country when we became from poetry, you know, without any money, without uh, any properties. 
they gave me everything. After that, I've learned alone. But today, I can listen to my son. I see he loves soccer. So, okay, let's go to the soccer. Uh, I can understand him. And I found uh, some interesting quotes from Napoleon, even Arnold Schwarzenegger told that the biggest mistake that people can listen family members and others what they need to do. So can you tell how parents can listen to their kids and understand uh, what makes kids happy than what they feel make them happy? Well, it's another one of my favorite topics. And, uh, you know, there's this great quote by Henry David Thoreau, and it's, I regret that I was never as wise as the day I was born. Mm -hmm. And uh, a lot of people have problems with that quote, but if you go back to when you were a kid, you didn't know anxiety, you didn't know stress, you didn't know overwhelm, you were just excited to see what the day held. And as a parent, like one of the worst things you can do as a parent, and I hope this doesn't get misinterpreted, is you try too hard and you micromanage too much. And it's expose your children to as many things as possible. But do you want your kids to grow up being people who force other people to do things that are against their will? Well, then don't be the parent who forces your kids to do things against their will. Like, for instance, my daughter, Kaylee, like she was a very picky eater. She would eat like peanut butter and jellies for six months in a row and didn't want anything else. And my mom was like, you need to get her doing this. You need to get her doing that. Now all the other grandkids who were forced to eat, they're now as adults picky. And my daughter loves everything. So expose them to as many things as you possibly can with love in your heart. But don't fall into the trap of thinking you need to force your kids Nobody responds to force. We can look at what's going on in the world right now and see that that lesson is very true. Force never works. Invitations work. Mm -hmm. And let's talk about invitation. For example, my son hates reading books. He hates mm -hmm. so much. Uh, I tried many different books, <laughs> offers, uh, plots, but he anything you know it's it's hard to find the format that he will love mm -hmm. uh, but he loves playing online games i'm mm -hmm. not sure it's a good idea for a kid you know uh, to play online games uh, i know some kids even can earn money with that to film to live stream mm -hmm. to get money mm -hmm. uh, but uh, i'm not sure it's a good idea for him so anyway, sometimes we need to show another way, uh, lead mm -hmm. in the right direction. Uh, mm -hmm. Can you tell how to do it? For example, if I can't force him, but I need to show this way. So uh, mm -hmm. it's better to read books. It doesn't matter if you are going to be a soccer player or anyone mm -hmm. else. You need to read books. It's important. It's foundation. But uh, he wants to play uh, online games because he watched like Neymar can play. Uh, can play uh, many other great uh, soccer players play FIFA. So he wanna do the same. So any tips how to uh, invite, not to force? <laughs> no, yeah. In fact, my daughter grew up loving to read. And one of the reasons she grew up loving to read is she watched her father read 
she watched her mother read and she would ask us, why do you read so much? And we said, because knowledge is the key that unlocks the universe for everyone, but also as a parent understanding. Some kids learn by reading books because the goal is, I'm guessing you want them, you want them to learn. But as it turns out, very few people actually learn from reading books. Very few people learn by being lectured to. Most people learn through observation of other things and other people. And the number one learning style, and one of the things, you know, my daughter and I have our YouTube channel, is doing things together with your kids, getting your hands dirty. The number one way people learn is through the tactile hands-on method. So if the goal of the parent is that you want your kid to learn, you first have to understand what their learning style is and do it together. And more importantly, so many parents pass on hypocrisy to their kids because we think what comes out of our mouth is the end-all be-all. And the end-all be-all is what your children see you doing. And trust me, they will do what they see their hero doing, their mom or their dad, as long as as a mom or a dad, we're acting heroic. So model the behavior. And by the way, the video game thing is very unique. And I do believe as parents, one of our main things, keep people safe. So I think some video games are absolutely okay. They learn hand-eye communication. They learn strategy. Sometimes they play with their friends and they learn collaboration. But at the end of the day, teaching them boundary setting. And yes, you can play your game, but you can play it two hours per day or whatever number you agree on. And then if they want to earn more playing time, for every 10 pages they read in a book, you give them a token and they get 30 more minutes of screen time. So hmm. then they do start going for books voluntarily and they also learn the beautiful art of negotiation. Yeah, nice. But, you know, I love reading books. <laughs> I spend so much time by reading books. And, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, it doesn't help in my case because I can take Amazon Kindle, can spend time. I read a lot of articles, publications, books. Yeah, it's my loving format. Uh, uh, but he loves uh, TikTok. Uh, I watched uh, his content, you know, uh, not his content. Uh, uh, I mean, like uh, what kind of uh, content he uh, gets in recommendations on TikTok. And in most cases, yeah, it's educational. That's not bad, you know, when he can learn from TikTok, he can analyze how to train soccer, you know, how to do something. That's okay. I, I, I'm fine with that. Uh, but uh, I think, you know, uh, it's better to find the loving format. For example, when I was young, I hated uh, to read books too. I hated so much. But uh, at that time, uh, we didn't have such technologies, internet, uh, we had one TV uh, and 
one uh, and you know uh, i f- uh, felt in love with reading when this tv was broken and it's not like today to buy a new tv you know? uh, we spend some time to fix it you know and after this time i f- you know i can think this time was the best ever because i didn't have another choice i just had these books i started to read them and got it wow i don't need tv <laughs> I, i have books so uh, can you tell about creating this environment once i read the book uh, atomic habits it's a popular book and yep. the author explained about uh, uh, three daughters who uh, became uh, world uh, world known uh, chess champions because he created environment uh, with chess books with uh, chess desk with uh, uh, any like that you know without any other distractions like tv and any insights so can you tell probably we need to create this environment what do you think well we 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 do we do need to create the environment but at the time uh There, there was a famous football player named Todd Marinovich in the United States. He played for the Raiders back in like the 1990s. And his dad, uh, Marv Marinovich, had created the atmosphere and pushed him hard, 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 hard. And then the kid, though, got out into the real world when he first went to college. And he had only seen that one environment. And then he got to USC and he saw this whole other world existed. And let's just say it didn't have a very happy ending. So mm-hmm. once again, create the atmosphere to succeed, but make sure your youngsters see as many things as possible and helping them, you know, in addition to Atomic Habits, I love the book, read it twice. Teach your kids how to make atomic decisions because if they don't learn to make good decisions, it's not going to have a good outcome. Mm-hmm. So I, yeah. I am a I am a firm believer in like just like a nice just walking down the middle, not all in or all out one one direction, like nice moderation, teaching boundary setting, because when they become adults, they're going to need boundary setting as much as they need anything. And uh, teaching them that through moderation is a very good tactic. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, let's talk about how to create uh, good habits or replace bad habits with good habits. This book is great with that, explaining mm-hmm. how you can do it. And for example, uh, I have some uh, good habits. Uh, uh, I usually take cold bath every single day. By the way, mm-hmm. I want to show my cold bath. Look at it. It's fresh, but you know... Uh, <laughs> uh, I have this fridge on my patio, <laughs> mm-hmm. and uh, I can uh, take uh, this uh, uh, cold bath for three minutes every single day mm-hmm. uh, because uh, I, I've learned about some studies that um, it can help to mm-hmm. increase longevity. And mm-hmm. I had a health issue uh, in 2019. Mm-hmm. I traveled to Turkey, got flu. And that was different uh, because I usually recovered like for seven days. But at that time, I spent 45 days to recover from this flu. Uh, possible that was first COVID. I don't know <laughs> because uh, COVID appealed in 2020. But uh, I got uh, a weird flu and 45 days with medicine, pills, antibiotics, many other stuff. So I spent so much time and I got it 
I need to change something in my life because if I am young, I'm trying to recover from common flu for 45 days, something is wrong with my uh, health. That's why I started to take cold shower. Then I uh, replaced to cold bath. Uh, and after that, I completely forget about uh, flu, cold. Uh, I don't know how it looks today because I don't have it. Uh, it's my uh, new uh, good habit to take cold bath every single day. Can you tell your methods? How to, for example, I think everyone knows about their bad habits like eating junk food, mm-hmm. drinking, smoking, I don't know, uh, overwatching TV. So can you tell if someone knows about the bad habits, but they still do that? So any insights how to replace? hundred <laughs> percent. I'm going to tell you a story. I like stories. I'm going to do my best here. There was a young man who had been abandoned by his dad. And he basically always believed He was the reason his dad left. So he thought he was worthless. So then he picked up all of these habits that were aligned with being worthless in life. Following me so far? So his habits were all the habits of a worthless person. He smoked, he drank, he got into trouble, he got in fights at school, he got suspended, so on and so forth. Well, one day this boy goes home from school and his mom is there and she's crying. And the boy, part of his habits was he still had a good heart. And he said, mom, would you please quit crying? I'll do anything. Just quit crying, mom. And his mom says, your life's going nowhere. You're going to end up in prison or dead. Mom, well, what do you want me to do to make you stop crying? Stop crying. She goes, I want you to make something of yourself. And the story takes place in the 1980s, by the way. And he says, sure, mom, I'll make something of myself. What do you want me to do? She goes, I want you to go to college. And he goes, all right, mom, I'll go to college. In fact, at school next week, they're giving the SAT test out. That's a standardized test in America that you have to take to get into college. It's eight, it's, it's two sections, math and verbal, 800 points each, high score 1600. So the boy goes, I'll keep my promise, mom. I'll go to college. I'm going to sign up for the SAT. I'll take the test. Boy comes home a few weeks later. His mom's at the front door again. He's kept his promise so far, but she's yelling at him, calling him a cheater. She goes, you cheated on your test. I know you did. He goes, mom, I couldn't cheat on the SAT test. There's someone there watching you. It was hard. I wanted to cheat, but I didn't. I did not cheat, mom. So she suddenly gets a big smile and she's happy as she can be. Her son's finally going to make something of himself. And he says, well, why did you think I cheated? His scores had come in the mail. This kid who thought he was worthless his whole life got a 1,480 on the SAT. That puts him in the 99th percentile. People who score that high usually end up operating on our brains or making rockets to go to space. So this kid's got a whole lease on life. He thought he was worthless, and that was the story he told himself. But now he's like, I'm a genius. Who knew? 
So then he goes, I wonder how someone would behave that got a 1480. So he gets into his senior year. He starts going to class as a habit. He starts studying as a habit. He starts listening to his teachers as a habit. He graduates high school, goes to college, graduates college because his habits are now all the habits of someone that got a 1,480. He comes back after graduating from college, starts a magazine entrepreneurial business up as a publisher, makes millions of dollars, gets married, has a kid 12 years later, goes home and his wife's at the front door waiting for him, but they give him a hug and a kiss. And uh, they eat dinner together. And she says, honey, you got a letter in the mail from the SAT people after all of these years. What do you think they want? It's been 12 years. He goes, well, I got a 1,480. They probably want me to give a speech. Give me the letter. He opens it up. The letter said, the year you took your test, you were one of 63 people whose test got misscored. You actually got a 740. And by the way, (laughs) for those in the audience, a 740, you wouldn't get into college at all. So the guy becomes a speaker. That's how I become familiar with him. And he says, you know, every time I deliver this speech, people say, your life changed when you got the wrong test score. And he says, no, my life changed when I developed the habits of someone who got a 1480. So how do you get good habits? This is a sheet I leave on my wall here. This is exactly what I want. 10% body fat, a hero to my wife and kids, read 24 books per year, have full unity with God, earn $500,000, and take four vacations with my wife. So every day I look at that. And I say, what would be the habits of someone who did all that? Because the only way to change your habits is to have a bigger why than the life you're currently leading. And until you get that part right, your habits will probably never change. Mm-hmm. Yeah, awesome story. Love it, love it, great story. Yeah, I think, you know, yeah, interesting approach. Uh, uh, you know, uh, I often get from my son when he can tell, you know, I'm the best player in my team. I'm the best. Sometimes I can't see it, but I tell him, yes, you are, you are, but keep improving, keep going ahead, you know. So I don't know what he, why he decided to uh, put himself in the first position, but I just help. Okay, if you believe, then do it. You can overcome many others. <laughs> Just go ahead with that. Uh, Jonathan, let's talk about uh, unhappiness in work. You know, um, 70% of people are unhappy with their jobs. Uh, most of most people. And uh, once I spoke with my friend who told me, I need to pay bills. I need to feed my family. I have kids. I can't change my job. So he made the wrong decision before. 
Uh, and that's okay, you know, I made a lot of wrong decisions. I remember when I started a new business because of money. I had this project. Uh, I invested resources for three years, a lot of money, my time. But uh, after three years, I quit. It's not because you don't need to give up. But I hated this project. I hated everything that was related to this project. And I started because of money. We made such mistakes. Uh, I remember Neil Patel shared that he started project about poker. But he didn't know anything about poker. He spent time, resources, and uh, leave, left this project because uh, of chasing money and nothing else. So uh, can you tell? Uh, if someone made their own decisions, most people made their own decisions uh, by taking some jobs. They are unhappy with that. Mm -hmm. So what do they need to do now? Well, it's a great question. And I will tell you a story. When I, when I first met you, I was working for a corporation. And I would have called myself like 70% happy being there. Like it wasn't bad, but it wasn't great. And, 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 and I could actually live with that. Because the part that usually makes people bitter is they're not allowed to express their creativity. Because creativity is what really creates a lot of happiness. And why I was happy to be on your show with you again today, because this is a beautiful thing you do. And I know it taps into your artistic side. And hell, man, I want to support another brother's artistic side all day long. So my daughter and I, Kaylee, we started a side project. Mm -hmm. you know, where we taught our lessons to the world in our YouTube channel. And that supplemented the 30%. I wasn't happy, but I was now 100% happy between the both. So a little like, we'll call it a side hustle. Although we weren't earning money from it, but everything in life can't be about money. Now, at some point, the job when COVID hit deteriorated to 50%. And to me, that was unacceptable. That was my red line. And we have a house. Yeah. We had a roof over our head. We had bills. And I'll never forget, my wife and I went to dinner one night. And I said, I don't want to scare you. But we're going to have to go to zero income and risk being homeless. Because I need to not die with the music that I have inside of me. I don't want that. And I said, but I want to be fair to you. Are you going to be able to love me when we go to zero income? And she says, not only am I going to love you, I'm going to love you more than I ever had. Let's do this. And we built the Dream Leader Institute and the rest is history. And it was scary. But I tell you what, man, if I hadn't went through that fear with my family and we bonded together, I wouldn't be the man that I am today. And look, you know, it was brave and the money we had saved up could have ran out fast, but I didn't make the decision to go to zero income without saving, you know, I had a year's worth of salary saved up. So if you're miserable and you hate your job and you got bills, look, if nothing changes, nothing changes. You're going to have to figure out a way to save up the money necessary and you're going to have to go for it. And it's not going to be easy. And it's going to be hard. But what's going to emerge from the ashes of the hardness is a great person for your family. But yeah, you, you, just, you have to make the decision. Mm -hmm. 
you know, for me, if I choose, I choose to have hard life, but if I love it, <laughs> so if you have, have hard stuff, things, but if you love to do it, why not? So it's better to go this direction than to have easy life, but uh, that you hate. <laughs> no. So yeah, I love it. Awesome. Uh, I'm interested about um, someone who doesn't know what to do. Uh, it's interesting that I often see people who, uh, for example, you mentioned that you had music inside, you mm -hmm. shared with your wife, you decided to go ahead, but someone can't feel this music, can't listen to this music, and uh, they don't know what to do. They don't know what make them happy. So can you tell how to brainstorm and find something that will make happy in the end? Well, I mean, look, the initial question you ask with people that don't know is asking them what they would do if they didn't need money. And that's a very good starting point. And sometimes they don't know if they do know. You ask them, what is it you're trying to feel by having that job? And it's usually something that's duplicatable with something else. But if someone freezes on that, you say, what did you want to do when you were a little kid before the world told you what you had to do? And if they have an answer to that, you can start building on that. But the reality of the matter is, I was talking to a guy the other day. I said, if you were living out your dreams five years from now, what would you be doing at seven o'clock in the morning? And he said, uh, I'd be making hot tea. Because the creative part of his brain was so damaged from years and years of working a job that he hated. I knew he was a pretty extreme case. And we all have 20,000 to 120,000 thoughts per day, which is amazing. But we largely have those same thoughts seven days a week, week after week, month after month, year after year. So when somebody doesn't know, they probably fall into that category. And you just need to get with a mentor, a coach, someone who's done it before. Like for me, I'm not trying to get anybody to buy my services. I'm just being honest. It's quite a process to help someone figure it out. But asking what would you do if you didn't need the money and what you want to do when you were a kid, if those don't stimulate something, I have to bring them to the process. But I always also tell people this, Anatoly, if you don't know what you want to do, go serve those less fortunate than you. And that tends to work pretty well as well. Because when we serve others, we see service as the highest and that's pretty happy. And that's a great one to build on as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. Interesting. Uh, Jonathan, uh, let's talk about your consulting services. Uh, you know, I found that uh, uh, people, companies often ignore what coaches, consultants can recommend, tell them. Uh, for example, if someone pays uh, $10,000 for consulting, only 40% uh, are implemented. So 60% uh, ignored. It's a lot, mm -hmm. like uh, wasted $6,000. So mm -hmm. I'm interested about your methods, how to transfer data. Because uh, if I have a new client uh, about SEO, I can tell. If I see that 
uh, this client doesn't understand how SEO works, I tell them, please take my course, uh, learn on YouTube, on Google, find another stuff, but learn the basic. Because I don't know how we can go ahead if you don't understand the basic, why we need to create high quality content, what kind of tools to use, what uh, kind of results are looking. Uh, so uh, can you tell your methods how to transfer data uh, or knowledge skills to your customers uh, about importance of doing something because we, we can advise a lot but uh, in the end people uh, forget fast you know new skills uh, and it's common issue any tips about that about your methods yeah so with consulting people are paying you to solve a problem they just want a solution we're happy to do that at dream leader institute although it's not the bulk of our business The bulk of our business is coaching. So what's the goal of a coach? Help his team win the championship. So the first thing we do is we get people to get really clear on what their championship looks like. And the unique thing about coaching and why there's great, great, great results is I never tell anybody what to do. I draw out their own greatness through a series of drills, questions, interactive things, so that when people see they have their own answers and they're just not listening to themselves, when they learn it's a value to listen to themselves, uh, I'd call us having a 90% success rate. And the people that are succeeding... Uh, the success they're creating is beyond what they originally set out to accomplish. But the best way to get great results is to understand every human being has their own unique truths within them. And the real key is just getting them to listen to themselves. Because reaching our full potential as human beings is the only place where all of the answers to life's problems lives. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Nice. Love it. Love it. Interesting. Uh, I want to ask about AI. You know, AI is a hot topic today. Uh, it's not only trend. I think it's like uh, daily tool today that was simple to ignore, hard today, impossible tomorrow. <laughs> And, you know, uh, I love using AI. I, I used before. Chat GPT uh, today I used a lot more, uh, and I found when people uh, use AI in the wrong way, especially kids. You know, <laughs> for example, they can ask Chat GPT to write any information and uh, to bring homework. Uh, tell what I did this homework. So it's like uh, uh, it's dangerous for education because kids. Uh, it's better to develop their mind, especially when they, they are young. So can you tell what to do? What, For example, if your kids know about AI, about ChatGPT, they can cheat the system. Any tips about that? <laughs> well, you know, I really didn't know all that much about it. And I, I invented this program called the Dream Team Program. Mm -hmm. And it's about building a dream team at your business, a team that can go the difference. Uh, okay. And it's all based on themes that everyone can agree on in the business. And part of introducing the theme is the owner 
shoots a video introducing the theme to the team. And I work with Chick-fil-A a lot, a really popular chain here in uh, the U.S. and some other countries. And last week, one of my owners was releasing the third theme, which is Mission Wins Championship. And he sent his video over for me to review. Now, I had sent him a script to, you know, shoot a video with. So he doesn't have to, to, you know, deal with it. And he sends me back this gorgeous video. And I was tired at the end of the night. And I called him. I go, Jason, that video was incredible. How the hell did you come up with that? <laughs> and he goes, I just plugged your script in to the artificial intelligence machine. And it spit out that video. <laughs> I was like, damn, man. I go, I was so proud of you, and I still am proud of you that you thought of doing that, but it 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 blew my freaking mind. But like I tell the businesses I work with, don't let systems replace thinking because we've already got a huge problem in the educational system where kids are coming out of school and they don't know how to see. They've been told what to see. They don't know how to think. They've been told what to think. They've been told what to memorize. And it's a dangerous, slippery slope because if we replace thinking and seeing, uh, we could be very easily manipulatable. So I don't really have any tips beyond that. You know, my, my kids are older now. My daughter's 24. She's out mm -hmm. in the real world. My son's about to graduate uh, high school. He's doing great. But once again, I just think... You have to help him see chat GPT and all that stuff is cool and neat. Use it as necessary, but don't ever let it replace your own thinking. Yeah. Because yeah, we were obviously sent down to the world. Uh, I'm respectful of all faith backgrounds, but I believe God sent us down here and I believe he sent us down here to think. So I wouldn't want to take the pencil out of his hand. <laughs> nice. Nice. And Jonathan, I have the final question according to your experience. Uh, if you started today from scratch, what will you do to learn more about uh, life balance, work balance? And uh, I'm interested about patience because uh, when you got this music inside you, uh, spoke with your wife, discussed this topic and decided to go ahead, that was not overnight success. It takes time uh, as any, any anything else. But I see people lose patience during the way. Uh, they, uh, you know, when we uh, start something new, mm -hmm. we can get uh, high expectations. Wow, I can achieve results. But then pitfalls are coming, uh, change ev everything, challenges. So can you tell what would you do today uh, to get this experience that you have uh, and explain more about patience? First off, mentally strong people. Mm -hmm. And we all need to be more mentally strong. Mentally strong people do not expect immediate results. Mentally strong people do not expect immediate results. We said, we're in this, we're in it for the long game, we're gonna give it the year. We were very fortunate, but about patience, okay? Anatoly, would your life be better if you were more patient? Yes or no? Mm, I think, yeah. Zero doubt about it. 
Patience is a virtue. And all of our lives would be better if we had more virtue. And as fate would have it, one of the first virtues I ever worked on was being patient. I wanted to have infinite patience, in fact. So what I did to develop more patience, you have to bring it into your conscious awareness each day. So I labeled my alarm clock. So when my alarm went off at 5.30 in the morning, it flashed a message at me, infinite patience. And then I believe we all need to behave with the end in mind. This is the eulogy that will be read about me when I'm dead. And one of the things it says on there, he was patient. So my alarm went off. I read my eulogy. And then all I had to do was behave as if it was already done. Because behaviors are what lead to success, not our feelings. So to be successful, you have to develop more virtues. You have to be patient. You know, one of the things to answer Anatoly's question, put a great team of people around you. Yeah. You can't do it alone. Don't try to do it alone. We go so much further together. So I had my wife around me who was a graphic designer who designs all of our lessons into a format. I had Nathan around me. I had Cliff around me. And we were like, we're going to do this. And we always remembered winning doesn't care about your feelings. It cares about your behaviors. Nice. Yeah. Uh, you remind me Cristiano Ronaldo. Once he said uh, he usually surrounds himself with people with the same hobbies, interests, uh, behavior. And if he can't find such people, that then he will go alone. <laughs> you know? So uh, I agree with that. Take away all toxic people. Uh, wish them luck. Uh, go ahead and find people with your interests. You know, we are different. So, but you can find the same people. And uh, let me share one more story about a girl. Uh, she was an introvert, but once she decided to post content on Tumblr about herself, uh, and a million people started to follow her. Million people are the same. So it doesn't mean that you need to be an extrovert. Uh, yeah. You can be yourself, you know, yeah. And you can find people like you. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, Jonathan, it's a big pleasure to get in my show, to learn from you. You always share valuable insights. Tell our audience the best way, how to keep learning from you, how to follow you, how to reach out to you. Well, Uh, Our website is very simple. It's dreamleaderinstitute.com. We're also on LinkedIn at Dream Leader Institute. And uh, I wasn't the biggest fan of it, but the team wanted to be on TikTok. So we're on TikTok at Dream Leader Institute as well. And Anatoly, you have my email. So please feel free to share it. Like anybody could email me anytime. I love talking to people and I'm not going to try to sell you anything. Just all of life begins with a conversation. Yeah, nice, nice. Uh, guys, you can find the link to the website in the description below. Uh, you can find LinkedIn account. Uh, thanks again. 
I love your valuable insights. You always encourage me to do more, you know, to go ahead and believe that I can achieve more. And the most achievement that I want to get happiness. If you're happy, then you achieve your goals. Okay, guys. Love you. See you. Thanks for listening to this entire podcast. Please rank your experience in Apple, Spotify, Google, or any other platforms that you may use. Also, please share your ranking mark on chat at seotools.tv to get a special gift. We'll see you soon on other valuable audio podcasts.